0: Welcome to the 15-Minute Juice, where we discuss physical therapy, rehabilitation, return to sport after injury, training, and all things fitness, while also answering burning daily questions, broach the juiciest weekly topics, and educate the masses on the proper algorithm for optimizing their lifestyle. It's fast, it's concise, it's informative, it's juicy. Buy Optimizers Mass Zymes, 100% plant-based, naturally-derived, best digestive enzyme blend out there right now. Highly concentrated with enzymes that digest proteins, starches, sugars, fibers, and fats. Helps to relieve indigestion, gas, bloating, and fatigue after meals. Take it with the meals to enhance the digestion and nutrient absorption also helps to improve recovery after hard exercise and hard efforts. So go to buyoptimizers.com and use code JUICY for 10% off.
1: Okay, welcome to another episode of the 15-Minute Juice. And uh, we have our local resident back on, Mike, uh, Dr. Trent Nessler. Uh, he's yeah. becoming a regular on here. Uh, he, was, he just did a, um, I, I guess it was like a, like a webinar on the ACL recovery page yeah. over the weekend. So um, he's, he's getting hot on there now too. So we're, uh, you know, again, we're ahead of the game here. Uh, I like where we're going. Uh, we brought him back on today because we want to talk about recovery nutrition Yep. So I'm going to do a little bit of the introductory, and I'm probably going to sit back and listen to a lot of what you two yeah. are going to talk about, because the both of you have a lot more knowledge on, on this end. Uh, but if you are an athlete or a parent, I would recommend that you listen in real carefully over the next you know, 15, 20 minutes of our conversation. So uh, Trent, welcome again.
2: Thank you so much for having me, and and I'm super excited to be here. So thanks, Joe. Thanks, Mike.
1: Mike, get ahead fire away. I know you got some questions about the the recovery yeah. nutrition. So yeah. let's hear. Yeah.
0: So this is obviously awesome because um, you know, the, the first thing that you know we we see is when the you know these kids coming in. First of all, none of them are eating properly because there's yeah. no education on it. It's not right. coming from the high school level. Maybe some college programs get them on, on a nutrition program where they actually will send stuff to the house. It depends yeah. on the program, the money from the from the uh, university or whatever. Um, but really at this high school level even that there's not enough education on, on what to eat what options i mean we have examples of some athletes that come in for the workout and they just want to get to the session and they want to grab something on the go so they get like you know chick-fil-a grilled nuggets yeah. you know um or or joe you had the one girl over the summer doritos and, and mountain dew i mean you <laughs> can't get any worse yep. than that. Yeah. and just to understand how this is going to affect performance yeah. and the healing and then i have a couple fresh acls coming in and just had a conversation about them to look out for this podcast because now they're not doing much so the mom and dad say look yeah she's not really eating much i can't get her to do much and understanding why it's important that even though they're not doing exercise per se or or doing much movement now why it's important they need those nutrition uh basically the nutrition and and all and everything so i think it'd be great for you to touch on yeah
2: Yeah. You know, so first of all, you know, I think it's really important for people to understand the human body is just a bunch of walking chemical reactions. And, you know, in order for the efficiency of those chemical reactions to take place, you have to have, you have to optimize the fuel that's in the system, you know? And so I always tell athletes, you can't expect to run like a Ferrari. If you're putting just regular gas in there, you have to put premium gas in order to get the maximal amount of energy out of the system. And that's the same thing with the human body, you know? And so, you know, where I really push this a lot besides just normal nutrition for performance enhancement, it really comes into play when your body's under an injury and specifically right before surgery. So a lot of what I talk about is, you know, that preoperative nutrition, you know, your body is going to go through, Somebody's going to take a scalpel and they're going to cut open your skin and it's just going to be no different than a knife wound or, or anything. I hate to be that graphic, but no more right. than a knife wound. So your body is going to respond to that in a similar fashion. And in order for that reparative process to take place, there has to be appropriate amount of nutrition. There has to be an appropriate amount of hydration in the system. But the other thing to remember is that when you go through surgery, your immune system kind of takes a dump because your body is under such amazing amount of stress. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I often talk about is the importance of super dosing vitamin C before you go into surgery that will help to boost your immune system. And when I say super dosing uh, vitamin C, I'm talking a thousand milligrams twice a day. You know, there's the those little vitamin C uh, packets that you can take taking two of those a day significantly will help to boost your immune system the other things i talk about is vitamin d the importance of magnesium the importance of fulvic Mm -hmm. acid and the importance of making sure that you're getting appropriate amount of protein you know we were just discussing about the young athlete that had the cheetos in the in the uh the mountain dew because that's full of protein it's full of vitamin c oh yeah right so, so um, what happens is the rate limiting step then becomes the availability of protein. If you are protein negative and you're going into a rehabilitation, if you're protein negative and you're going into the rehab process or after surgery, you're gonna heal at a much, much slower rate. And so you have to be in a protein positive state. So making sure that you're getting a good clean protein. So what I always tell parents and parents are, you know, often come to you, well, I don't know what, what, what vitamin C should I be taking? What magnesium should I be taking? What yeah, yeah. protein should I be taking? Should I go down to my nutrition store and ask them? No, absolutely not. Cause they're very biased and number one, and two, very few of them have a degree in biochemistry or the knowledge of that. So one of the recommendations I often make is labdoor.com it's www. Labdoor.com, these are biochemists who basically go through every supplement on the market and they break it down chemically. And they give you the BS, what's in there, what's not in there. Not what the label is going to tell you, not what the company is going to tell you, but they're going to break it down. So you as a consumer can make an informed decision about what product that you're taking. So it's really good. i found that it's really good for picking the right proteins, picking the right uh, fulvic acid, for picking the right types of supplementation that you're going to be using as a part of that healing process. The other thing that I will often add on in the later phases of rehab is I'm going more, you know, about four weeks out is I'll start adding some form of creatine. And why creatine? Because creatine uh, is it pulls water into the cell. So it super hydrates the cell. And why is that important? Because in order for repair to occur, the, a chemical reaction has to go from chemical A to chemical B. That chemical reaction is driven by what is called an enzyme. And enzymes is the rate limiting step in a chemical reaction. If the pH is changed by 0.001, it actually affects that enzyme. And so by super hydrating that cell, by super by bringing more water into the cell intracellular, what that does it makes for a more neutral environment, and it allows for those chemical reactions to take place. But when you're doing creatine, it's also really important to make sure that you're getting sufficient hydration. I talk about hydration a lot. There's a lot of really good studies out there about hydration. as, as little as one percent dehydration results in a ten percent decrease in performance. That's performance. So what do you think it does for repair? Okay. What right. do you think it does for soft tissue repair? So again, if you are, if you are clinically dehydrated, which anybody can Google uh, urine chart, the number one way to tell whether you're hydrated or not outside of asparagus and outside of, of vitamin packs is the color and the odor of your urine. It's the number one litmus test. Every single time you go to the bathroom, you're you're doing a litmus test for whether or not you're you're, uh, properly hydrated. If you fall below three on that hydration chart, you start affecting the speed at which chemical reactions take place. If you're at a four, you're three times slower than what you would be at a three. So the the amount of dehydration significantly impacts the uh, speed at which chemical reactions take place. So you know there's simple things that you can do simply on the front end, simply by adding clean proteins, simply by adding some pre-operative nutrition and post-operative nutrition. Now this has become such a hot topic right now that there are actually um, there are actually companies out there going to orthopedic offices and selling pre-operative and post-operative nutrition. And huh. why is that? Because they found that uh, having proper preoperative and postoperative nutrition for total knees has a significant four week impact on the outcome of a total knee. So, so it affects a, a mature, we'll call them a mature individual, right? Joe, cause you and I are now over 50, right? Yep. So yeah, well, I'm getting there. Yeah. Got a couple yeah.
1: more weeks. No, you're there, buddy. You're, Hanging there. In. you're there, buddy. So, so
2: for the mature individual, it has that much of an impact on the speed at which their total knee uh, recovery comes along. So you can imagine as an athlete, okay. One, you're off of your game. You're not exercising the way that you normally do. And if your nutrition is also off, how that's going to affect you from a rehabilitation standpoint, from a recovery standpoint, from a muscle building standpoint. One of the things that Mike and I struggle with is getting that quad to fire in the initial phases. The only way I'm going to make that quad fire in the initial phases, one of the ways I'm going to do that is through BFR. What do you think is most important or the rate limiting step in the chemical reactions that happen from BFR? Nutrition. If you're again, if you're if you're protein negative, the effects that you're going to get from BFR are going to be half of what you could normally get. If you're dehydrated, the effects that you're going to get from BFR, which you normally get, are going to be half of what you could normally get. So you know now is that
1: because the the hydration, you're not, not able to push the blood through the body as fast?
2: So there is there is a viscosity issue uh, with blood that if you are clinically dehydrated all of the time, your blood is going to be a little bit thicker, which means that it's that also means it's not going to carry as much oxygen, which Mm -hmm. means that the muscle is not going to contract as much. But it also goes down to the mitochondria and the intracellular hydration because it's not just your skin that dries out; it's not your hair that dries out. The body on the inside. So what happens is that those cells. That carry that mitochondria for that protein synthesis, they're not to, that those chemical reactions are not taking place as fast as they should, because the 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 water is not there, so the pH has changed, and it's the pH that changes the effectiveness of the enzyme, which is the rate limiting step in the entire process.
0: What about uh, overhydration? Sometimes you get athletes that are just drinking a ton of water, and then they're like peeing all day. And, you know, how about that in terms of getting like the, uh, you know, the hyponatremia where you're just kind of yeah. almost like just diluting yourself in a way, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I know I naturally use some hydration tabs. I like the yeah. new hydration tabs, um, just for some
2: electrolytes, but you know, what about yeah. that? You know, there, that can happen. I see that less, less than dehydrated. Yeah. So, right. you know, I tend, I tend to talk a lot about hydration for those athletes that are just, you know, drinking two gallons of water a day. Yeah. Then then obviously they're going to be flushing out a lot of those electrolytes and 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 those are the individuals that are going to start cramping. Yeah. Um those are the individuals that are also going to slow the process. It's just like anything else. You know, some is good, too much one way or the other is right, right. bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. So again, that's where labdoor.com can come into place because mm-hmm. if you are looking For some good electrolytes to add into your, into your water or whatever it is that you're taking in. Again, they've got a good breakdown of what all those are. Yeah. You know, I'm a super, I'm a super big uh, proponent of organic stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Joe, the days that you and I grew up, you could look at a label and there's like four or five things on there. Yeah. You look at a label and there's 15, 16 different things. Yeah. with a lot of the dyes that you know i tend to look towards uh things that don't have a lot of dye in it because you know with adhd and a lot of these other things that we're seeing come out from the excessive dyes that we're using in foods and things like that i tend to really try to go towards more more cleaner stuff more natural stuff yeah we actually
1: Say you I mean, have the, this athlete coming in there with <clears throat> with that gallon of water, and he's drinking two of them a day, right? And he and he thinks he's hydrated because he's peeing, yeah, and it's clear, yeah. But we, but like you're saying, he's probably flushing out a lot of those electrolytes. Amen. When do we know, and how do we know whether to incorporate electrolytes and things into? Now, again, I mean based on my knowledge i understand that you know we should be drinking a lot more salty water right, right. you know adding in some right. himalayan salts or whatever just so we can keep that that hydration level better but for for a young athlete who's walking around with that big jug of water and he's maybe drinking one or two of those a day and all he's all he's doing is peanut back in, he's not really staying hydrated he's the kid yeah. that's still cramping and he can't figure it
2: out that's the thing there are clinical signs you know the cramping the headaches the you know the the loss of strength those kinds mm. of things are also you know also signs they're signs of dehydration but they're also signs of overhydration so again you know and in in for um, for most most athletes that I see hydration is more of an issue than overhydrating right but you do have those that fit on the other side of the spectrum. And again, you know, if I've got an athlete that's, you know, super hydrating, I'm going to start asking them some questions. Do you mm-hmm. add any electrolytes to yeah. your, your, to your water, you know, and, and, and letting them know what the importance of those electrolytes are. And then also asking them about some of those clinical signs.
0: Yeah. And remember we way back COVID year, we actually brought on uh, someone who was a, uh, a scientist and someone who actually worked in, he was, he was for one of my, uh one of my sponsors, uh, Endure Lead actually. And he actually would be in the lab and create these supplements and put in the actual nutrients and explain why they would go in there. And, and I think the big thing that, that turns people off is, is, the the price, but a fun fact is, um, you know, there was a big supplement store, um, that contacted him and said, Hey, if you, if you cut out X, Y, and Z ingredients, we'll drop the price and we'll sell it on the shelf. And he said, no, he said, you could go shove it because that's not the whole point. The point is to put in what people need and make sure they're getting it. Because in these big supplement stores, right. he's like, anybody can make anything, put 5% of what good stuff is in their marketing because it's not FDA regulated. Right. So I've been telling a lot of the athletes to avoid those big name stores. And I try to give right. them suggestions of any website that they could go and look at where is it getting tested? Where is it made? Are they providing information about what's in there?
2: Um and that's what I like about lab because they do that for you. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter where it's tested, they break it down. You know, the other the other thing too, to your point, you know, is is um, you know, that is not really a ve- very well regulated industry. Um, they can make claims um, because it's a nutritional supplement. They they don't have to back up those claims. Yeah. So, you know, what I would say is go to, to reliable resources. And, you know, I've been using Labdor for almost 10 years now, and I've, I've found it to be a very reliable resource.
1: Nice. Talk yeah. about the, the creatine again for a second. You yeah. know, when you're talking about like with, obviously, we're talking ACL injury, but could that be for any like soft tissue type of injury? Say I had a quad strain running to first base playing softball. Yeah. Uh, would I automatically get into implementing creatine and would that help in the in the so, process?
2: Yeah. So it's a great question. You know, um, what I always tell people is y- your best source is food. Your best source to get most of this stuff is food. You know, so if you go to your red meats, you're going to get some good creatine you know, for those that need a little bit extra, that's where I'm going to use the creatine monohydrate. So, um, for me, I will first have an athlete do a food log for me. Um, and I will typically have them do that for about five days. So I can see what kinds of things that they putting in their body and I can give them better recommendations on ways to do that. Um, you know, for, for creatine, you know, the, the thing you have to watch for is cramping, you know, and in post-surgical, you can get some cramping. That's why I said about four weeks out, because usually they're beyond that stage where they're, they're having the cramping issues. Um, but you know, there is, there is that if you're not getting enough hydration with the creatin, it can cause some cramping. So you gotta be, you gotta be cognizant of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something I appreciate the supplement is there to do exactly that to supplement. They should Supplement be thinking, good food. Yeah. They, they should be thinking supplement, you know, a second. I mean, some of these things are convenient, like a recovery drink or, or, you know, a protein shake when sometimes you don't have time, maybe it's a hot workout and yeah. you, you don't feel like eating a piece of chicken or yeah. pasta right away, yeah. <laughs> but you want something in your body, but then you should be thinking about what's for dinner within the next right. hour and a half, you know, but I think what a lot of the, kids coming in um even for just before their therapy session or performance training is what options you know could they have especially something that's affordable or something that uh yeah a high school kid could pick up on on their car ride home or something they could stock in um you know everybody's body's different especially with allergies and stuff but you know are there just some general examples of maybe things that some of these kids who look at and then they can figure out what works for them based on allergy or liking or you know even if something you know gi upsetness i mean everyone's going to find a difference but if there's just some general ideas. I think that I really help them understand. And also parents that I know what yeah. to pick up at the food store, you know, blueberries you know, and I,
2: honey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I do, I do like uh powdered protein. Um, I've always, I've always used powdered protein. You know, I think the, the biggest mistake I see people do with that is they drink it while they're working out. And what people don't understand is that your gut reduces its blood flow by 75% as soon as you start working out. So people yeah. are always wondering why they feel gassy or they yeah. burp a lot while they're working out and they're drinking their protein shakes. I see it all the time in the gym. And I'm like, that is going to be completely ineffective for you at, at this point. So what I would have usually tell my athletes is at least 30 to 40 minutes before your workout, if you're going to have a protein drink, try to do it wow. with water. And the reason that you do it with water is that anytime you put something sugary, like orange juice, or you put something like milk inside Mm of that, it's just going to slow the absorption process, which means that when you go to the gym, it's not available for you, number one. And number two is that it's going to sit in your gut. It's going to make you feel gassy. You're going to be burpy and all that other stuff. You know, so I tend to, you know, if I've got somebody coming in and they're, looking to do some kind of protein supplement before they come in, what I always tell them is, you know, try to do it with water, you know, that way it's easily absorbed. It's easily absorbed into your system. It's going to be available for you. And it's not going to give you that gassy feeling that you're going to have. If you've got something that's a little bit thicker and that's going to take more time to digest. And that that goes, you know, even with like your, if you're mixing your protein with fruits, You know, because if you got a lot of fruits in there again, because of the sugars, it's just going to slow the absorption process of the protein. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. All the
1: all your layman people out there, did everyone got that? (laughs) Sorry. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Krebs cycle. So let's get into that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, man. Remember that. Yeah. well you yeah. know my uh you know you know what yeah, one of the things that actually makes me such a, a big proponent of this is my minor in college was chemistry and you know just sense. understanding chemistry of of performance understanding chemistry of repairing of tissue yeah. is huge you Definitely. know, and and the role that water and nutrition plays in that is absolutely huge. And I think we are only as a profession and as a medical industry, only now starting to truly see. I mean, Mike, you and I have been promoting this probably as long as we've been PTs. I've been promoting, I've been a PT for 25 years. I've been talking about nutrition for 25 years. Yeah. And we're just now seeing papers come out and showing, oh, guess what? if you eat well before surgery and after surgery, you actually do better. Like go figure.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean the amount of stuff coming out about recovery, I mean, is amazing, especially with some of the, the wearable technologies that we have, you know um, and, you know, even just listening to, you know, how, you know, some of the, you know, top trainers for some of like some of the best athletes, you know, are doing, are doing, you know, uh, better because they're seeing what's going on with their athlete. We just have a lot of things available at our, exposure now. And we, and we know that um, it's, it's not so much, I think we're just for a long time, been fighting a a curve, uphill battle and doing this curve. That's not really getting us, like a forward trajectory it's like you're always hitting a wall yeah and really the the answer is like right in front of us it's the simple things that we're we're too deficient on it's not you don't have to do more it's right you know put a little bit more in this bucket instead of constantly overflowing this bucket you know
2: well let let me let me say tell you i think that we're on the crux of starting to see a lot of research related to nutrition and sleep cycles because you and I both we all three know that yep. if your sleep cycles are off yes. that's gonna that's gonna greatly impact you and what you eat during the day is going to affect your sleep cycles yeah um, we also know that if your sleep cycles are poor your cortisol levels are going to go yeah. high which then also has a significant impact on your body throughout the entire day so you know I think that this we is only my- he convinced yeah, me to so get one yeah, of these. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah.
0: like, you know, always plugging, you know, yeah. just you know, uh, products. But I want to give people examples of, of you know, what what there is. So you know, having something like, I mean, the whoop strap, it has a lot of research behind yeah. it, and I look at it, and you're seeing the effects that your sleep cycle has, what magnesium does, for magnesium, yeah, short wave and just seeing these patterns, you know.
2: Yeah. Amen. You know, and and I think that as we incorporate wearable technologies into, um, the full profile of an athlete, Come here. we're going to start to, we're going to start to get even greater, um, a, a greater view of the impact that sleep has on heart rate that sleep has on recovery. Yes. that nutrition yeah. has on sleep, that nutrition has on heart rate. I think, you know, and that's, that, those are the connections that we Sophia, come here. have all suspected that are there, but that we've just not made those connections. Yeah. Sophia, yep. come over here.
0: Yeah. Get <laughs> yeah. She's uh that's when you got a two-year-old calling for you, but. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. do we need to, <laughs> do we have to make sure she's hydrated? Yeah. I mean, you know, but these are all, yeah. I mean, these are all things that, you know, go into like, uh, you know, analyzing all this type of stuff, especially as
1: a. Uh... I lost them, especially anyway, as yeah, a.
0: No, what I was saying is, you know, when you start looking at how what you're starting with your kids is an early age. You know... Amen.
1: Yeah. So we'll just we'll just pick this up, you know, and, and where we're going with it is Mike is getting ready to get back on there and say what? Now, I keep pulling out the uh, the
0: headphones. Oh, what I was saying is this stuff starts at like an early age and like what you're doing with your kids, you know? So, right. um, there's just so much like lack of talk about that in, in these schools. And I just, I, it, what I keep going on about with the patients and the parents is that, um, it's not taught. You keep pushing these kids in practices for three hours, you're pushing them and you're having them do these things, but there's no talk about, you know, the nutrition or the, the sleep or like how, how many hours, you know, we're sleeping, yeah. you know, I mean, so it's just like, it's just push harder, push harder in these three yeah. hour workouts, but we're not doing any of the other stuff, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. One well, too, you know, I, it, as a parent of an 18 year old uh, athlete, um, one of the things that I'm learning is that we set the tone as a parent, yep. we set the example by which they're going to follow, you know, and, and I'm really seeing that in my son who's 18 now, who gets up in the morning, goes, works out with me. Um, who drinks water? Who uh, eats clean foods? You know it, but he's grown up around that.
1: Yep, yep. He's seeing it all the time. Yep. Hey, Trent, give give us all like three takeaways from the recovery nutrition to kind of wrap it all up and 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 give us three three things that that are really necessary, especially since most of who we're talking to. Is the parent, but yet, yeah. you know, we're probably going to yeah. get that high school kid to listen yeah. into this. So,
2: yep. I would say number one is uh, boosting of your vitamin C, uh, before surgery, um, okay. and especially after surgery, because your immune system does take a dump, um, which makes you more susceptible to other stuff. You know, one, you're going to heal slower, but then also two, you know, it's going to um, make you susceptible to colds and things like that, which in the middle of cold season. So, you know, obviously that's a key. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing is um is making sure you're getting sufficient amount of protein. If I had to narrow it down to three things, making sure you're getting sufficient amount of protein. Um, because if you're at a protein negative, you're not going to build tissue. Um, okay. and then third would be my hydration. Now, now you made me pick three but I would say the the uh magnesium the vitamin D the folic acid yep. all of that stuff is absolutely just as important got yeah, uh, it kind of falls is. into like number four So yeah. we said it like a yeah. top five yeah. yep I one pilgrim um, yep would
1: you want to which, yep. Yep. Well, listen um I think that Sophia is giving us the signal to wrap it yep. up yeah um <laughs> What what I would like to do, obviously what we're doing with you anyway, is is bring you on to yeah. you know discuss these short little topics. Yeah. Uh, we'll have plenty more of those as we as we go through. Yep. Uh, we just had a call yesterday with Maka on the Dorset V stuff. So we're excited about that. You got some really exciting things happening in, in your yep. life. Um, so I'm 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 happy that we're a part of everything that that's going on with you. I wish you nothing but the best and Thank uh you guys. I look forward to getting you back on again.
2: Absolutely. Thank you guys. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. This was great awesome. We'll talk soon. Thanks right. again. Thanks, guys. Right. Bye. Bye. See ya.